Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Man, that dunk, guys, that Wiggins had on Luka. Yeah, the best is that key. When Luka's Luka's head kind of flailed backwards, (laughs) I was watching, I was like, man, you didn't get hit in your face. Man, as soon as it happened, the first thing I said, he didn't get hit in his face. Yeah, because his arms went up and he got hit in his rib cage. The force of the wind That's when that dunk came hit him. down. I knew he was jumping, going. You realize, like, damn, no, when he went should not the, have jumped. I should have stayed he went on the ground. The cup, when he first went through the cup, first thing I said, oh, he got him. He was getting ready to get him. And he got him and he cocked it back. It wasn't nothing he could do. See, Luca got to learn how to make business decisions a lot better because what the business decision would have been is you fade out of the picture. You get yeah, you just go on the turn. NFT. Yeah, fade out of it. The but it, I don't think he realized that he was going to boost on him like that. Yo, wait, wait See, that's an that. NFT. That, that is now an NFT. Now I figured out what now an NFT key. I got it. It's a that's an NFT. It's an NFT moment. There you go. And you can sell it for a million dollars on eBay. Well, I mean, the NBA owns the right that, to if, if you're yeah. Wiggins right now, think about it. Your first overall draft pick, you're supposed to be the second coming, this and that. doesn't quite work out that way. You wind up on the Warriors. A lot of people, I thought, eh, maybe it's just an asset. They'll flip into something, whatever. This dude becomes a, an excellent two-way player. His defense is outstanding. His shooting gets better, of course, because Steph creates all this space. And credit Wiggins, too, for knocking down the shots. And, and now you're in the Western Conference Finals, and you dunk on, oh, the next face of the game like that? Oof. And it was just it was the way the dunk looked, too. He went, uh, it's one of those, I go up, and now there's a second level of going up. I'm going to climb up on this dude. It was insane. Well, yeah, but if I'm Wiggins, even though I was the number one overall pick, Jay, and I had to move from, from Minnesota to, to uh, Golden State, I ain't trying to go nowhere because I'm going to pick up two or three of these. No, and he's going he, to get an extension. I mean, they're going to pay him his money. It's awesome. What well, extension? He just got paid. No, it was a while ago. He's up this well, offseason. It? it was like $147 million. Now comes the money. This offseason, he's up. So, wow, I didn't realize yeah, that. it happens fast like that. So uh, all I'm saying is a lockdown wing defender, a guy that gave you 27 last night. And, I, look, this is what happens, though, sometimes when you play for a bad team. So when he was in Minnesota and everybody's trying to figure out how he can do it on his own, a lot of people were chastising him, like, is he a number one option? Is he a guy you can build a team around? You're not asking those same questions now about Andrew Wiggins. You're saying how great of a complimentary piece he is to have alongside of a Stephen Curry and a Jordan Poole and a Klay Thompson and a Draymond Green because it's equating to a potential championship. Let's hear from Steph on the impact that Andrew Wiggins has had in this series. There's no moment that said that from the time the trade happened. That was the idea of what he could do to impact games for us defensively, his athleticism. He was a 20-point scorer, so he knew how to put the ball in the basket, but he would be asked to do it a different way and balance you know, with the rest of the guys. But we've been preaching that since he's joined the team um, a little over two years ago, and it's amazing to see it <clears throat> happen under the bright lights. Like You don't know how a guy's going to respond you know, when they're asked to do what we're asking him to do at this stage in the season in the playoffs. And, you have the highest hopes, but he's he's stepping up, and that's only because of his approach and his attitude, and uh, him just being a gamer. You know, Jay. That's why you got to love Steph Curry, like I do. You know what, Jay? I wouldn't be shocked. And Max will love this. It'll tickle his little toes. I wouldn't be shocked if a guy like Wiggins was the Finals MVP. And here's why. And you tell me if I'm if I'm wrong or not. He's got to guard Luka, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. in this Jason deal. Tatum or Jimmy Butler. So it's a little bit different. He ain't going to have to deal with that big old body, bouncing him around, using all that extra energy. He ain't have to do that. He can still guard Tatum or Jimmy Butler or whoever else, but it won't be what, like he has to. Luca banging and doing that sort of stuff, you would think that that wears him down some. Well, I think if it was Jimmy Butler, the physicality of the game would be a lot different than Jason Tatum. But, I mean, last night, one of the things people aren't going to talk about, not only did he guard Luka, not only did he drop 27 points, but man dropped – he got 11 rebounds too. So he's boarding, right? He's being active. And that's always been the question that people have had about Wiggs, right? It's about his motor, his drive. Like, he has the talent, but was it, consi- was it sustainable? Could he play at a high level energy-wise – and be sustainable. But, Key, you make a legit point. Like, they do it by committee. By committee. This is Steph's team, but they do it by committee. Committee. Man, I that can't sounds like today. something I don't want. What's been happening <laughs> is when you stay up late watching these games, man, I just can't talk the next day. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's, it's hard, man. You hear me try to get through a read by the fourth hour of the show? <laughs> Struggle City. But, it is, you know, listen, and for those here, let me give Steph some love, okay? I don't like if, you giving Steph any if love. If you are – if you're a six foot three off guard point guard, whatever you want to call him, to be as great as Steph, part of it is the effect you have on a team. So the counter to my, well, where's his finals MVP is he is creating a, an atmosphere and a, and a team situation where you can win championships even when they stop him from offensively being at his very, very best, right? Because it allows the space for someone like a Wiggins to step up or an Iguodala or whomever it may be to step up and do it. I credit Steph for that. He deserves credit for that. Um, the, the Warriors look like, well, certainly they're heading to the finals. They have a damn good chance to be champions this year. Damn good chance. You look at that. You look at that. Um, like, we're not even thinking about Wiseman or someone like that. Like, number one overall pick, high picks like Kuminga who aren't ready yet, but, oh, my God, they're coming. The franchise is set up. Key, you know, I know what I asked you, Key. So, 2016, I was doing the NBA draft, and I, I literally was talking through who my elite PGs were, right? And I didn't have Steph up there as an elite PG because I didn't look at him as a point guard. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at Steph more as, like, a combo threat scorer, one of those type of guys. Um, and plus, he, he played so much off the ball, and, like, they, they get him in so much continuity. And I'm curious, like, I, I know that we have him labeled as one of the best point guards ever, but, like, are, do you label him as a PG? Because I, I label him as a as an off guard. I still label him, even though he had 11 assists. No, he just – he's a he's a playmaker. Yes. It's almost like a Lamar Jackson at quarterback. He's not a quarterback. He's just a playmaking machine, and that's just what he is. And so Steph is kind of in his own space. I right, Trey Young yeah. is kind of in his own space. Allen Iverson in his own space. A point guard to me was Derek Fisher, Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart. Uh, um, uh, Draymond Green's kind of like a point. I mean, he initiates the offense. Yeah, more, he so, does, but, but he initiates but, but, the offense way more than Steph. Or Isaiah Thomas, Jordan Magic Johnson. Those are point guards where you look up and they may only have thirteen, six, in thirteen. That's a point guard to me. It's just it's just interesting when you start thinking about how B.J. Armstrong was a point guard to me. I know there's been a lot of talk about modern basketball, and there was an article from a bunch of years ago talking about, you know, it's not exactly positionless, but there aren't five 
positions. There are like 13, you, 13 different categories you could fit into. And I'm trying to – Steph Curry was like ball-handling playmaker, right? Like it's not exactly a point guard or a, or a shooting guard. He's a playmaker. He handles, but he's not the exclusive ball-dominant kind of guy. He just does so much stuff off the ball that yeah. gets him to positions on the floor where then he can operate with his handle that it turns into a playmaker. But for me, I'm like – Point guards I see bringing the ball up the court, initiate the offense. Like, that's not who Steph is. He can do it. But they've but, always been – like, I, I'm thinking about the Livingston, Bulls. Livingston, Josh. Yeah, I'm thinking about the Bulls with Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was really the point guard forward kind of guy. They always had a nominal point guard playing next to Michael Jordan, a guy who could shoot, play defense. And a lot of times he dribbled the ball up and get you into a little set, but he wasn't the guy, right? Mm-hmm. B.J. Armstrong or, or Steve Kerr technically was a point guard. Or, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Lakers, it was Derek Fisher, as, as Key points out. But then they were playing, at least on the Bulls team, next to a dynamic passing kind of point forward kind of guy. On the, on the, you know, it's Draymond Green on the Warriors, it's Scottie Pippen on the Bulls. And actually, when you talk about dynasties and dominant teams of their era, that actually seems to be a formula that works real well. So you in, in in an agreement that we're looking at the Golden State Warriors as a dynasty? I never said they weren't a dynasty. Okay. One of the best dynasties? <laughs> well, if you say one of the best, how many dynasties have there been? And if there if there are like seven dynasties that have ever existed and you're the fifth best one, you're not one of the best dynasties yet. Oh, you are a God. dynasty. Max, what did Steph do to you? Doris Burke, ESPN NBA analyst, is with us now. Ask Doris. Okay, Doris, let's bring you in on this. Before no, let go. me ask Doris. There you go. That's right, because, you know, Max will frame the question <laughs> yeah, exactly. the wrong way. Let, let there me you go. do it, Doris. If you go to... Meeting the witness. If you go to six of, of eight, six championships in the last eight years, Doris, and you win four of them, are you one of the all-time great dynasties in sports? In my mind, yes, of course. Okay. Now Very that's, that's pragmatic, one. reasonable. No. Doris, here's Doris the, here's the question. Exactly this is what we're point. actually arguing about, okay? <laughs> there's, no, there's no denying that they are a dynasty, and all dynasties are great. The, the statement mm-hmm. these guys are making is they're one of, the great, one of the greatest dynasties in basketball history. And my point is if they're like – That's not what I said. One of the one best. Of the best. Okay, one, one of the best. That's what, that's what Jay said. One and of the I best said dynasties. in sports, okay. Max. So my point is if there have only been, let's say, I don't know, seven dynasties in the history of basketball, if you're the have fifth best one, dynasties? you're not one of the best dynasties. You are a dynasty, but to be one of the best, you've got to be top two or three or something like that. That's my point, Doris. Where do you come down on that? So for me um, – I guess I'm always in awe of sustained greatness because you know how hard it is. It's one thing to win a championship. It reminds me a little bit of LeBron's individual greatness where he went to that obscene number of finals and everybody wanted to argue over, well, he lost all those finals. Well, look back at LeBron's first finals appearance and the Cleveland roster he took to the finals. So... Listen, I I understand the point you're trying to make, but I think I'm so busy admiring the sustained greatness of what they're doing with this particular core, Max. Um, you know that I that I and and listen, I'm up close and personal, right? This is the time I'm occupying the space where I'm covering this team, and uh, and they're tough. Boy, is Golden State tough? 
sharp on both ends and we can argue dynasties i'm just i'm just admiring what i see from step and and clay and draymond so doris isn't isn't it amazing doris um you know and i've tried to state this so many times as a former player culture is so important right like Mm. being part Mm. of a culture a winning culture winning ways and when you get drafted and you're on a team where that culture isn't established, it's hard to define that culture individually, right? It takes the right pieces around you, GM, leadership, head coaching, all that, personnel on the roster. And I'm watching the culture, and all of a sudden you're seeing a guy like Andrew Wiggins just excel in so many ways, not only offensively, but defensively. He's always been there. It's just the narrative sure. has completely changed around him. Would you agree? Oh, my goodness, you know, watching the plays he's making um, offensively. And here's the fascinating part about Andrew Wiggins to me. Going back to early January, I think I sat with Draymond, and we were just watching some film. And one of the points he made in the hour we spent together was that he thought Kuminga would have to be a major piece by this point in the year because he brought a dimension and element they didn't necessarily think they were going to have. And obviously that hasn't played out. And you know why it hasn't played out? Mm. Because that dynamic athleticism, that Mm. guy who has now held Luke at a 50%, and you're sitting there going, well, 50% is pretty high, and go, yeah, except the guy who won or was second in defensive player of the year, Mikael Bridges, he shot 60% against. And by the way, that's the difference between winning or losing in a game is Luca going 50% versus 60%. Andrew Wiggins has been uh, elite on both ends, and uh, it's special. And I'm going to say this about the culture aspect of it, and it goes back to when Kevin Durant joined this team. Everything about the culture that, that begins and ends with Stephen Curry you know, a superstar who who brings this, you know, but humility. Oh, oh Kevin Durant's going to come play with us? Outstanding. Kevin Durant needs, I don't know, X number of shots, or obviously you want Kevin Durant to take as many shots as Kevin Durant wants. Jordan Poole needs to emerge? Go ahead, Jordan Poole. Take however many shots you need. I just, I agree with you on the culture. I agree with you on the organization. Um, and, uh, and I think that stems from Steph. But they are something else. And boy, oh, boy. The randomness with which they play against offensively is so hard. It's so hard. The back cutting, 73% on layups and dunks. Like, it's, it's, it is something else to watch this team. They are pretty. Doris Burke, ESPN NBA analyst, is joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. And she also agreed with me and Jay on the dynasty of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Doris, Luca's kind of dragged his team to the uh, – conference finals now and doesn't look like they're going to go any further what do they need to do as we forecast ahead so that he can eventually get them over the hump yeah this is something I'm you know it's been dancing around in my mind all year because listen Keyshawn you saw all the open shots they created last night tons and tons of open shots and and maybe if they hit those threes, if Kleba and, and Bullock don't go a combined over 15, um, you know, and they win it, is, is the narrative different? So I don't want to overreact, but the one thought I'm having is, is, is Luka surrounded by shooting enough to win in the NBA? I don't know the answer to that. 
Um, and I think that's something that the Mavs organization is going to have to look at hard because I think it's why Jason Kidd was 100% adamant at the start of the year that he was going to reduce the role of Luka. You know, I'm not covering the series, so I haven't looked necessarily at Luka's usage in the postseason as opposed to the regular season, but I'm going to guess it's up. And I'm going to guess it's up you know, a decent margin. Um, I think organizationally, you have to take a hard look at that. Uh, and again, if you don't go for 10, that game feels different. It probably looks different. Um, but is he enough individually with, with, with putting the pieces around him? I don't know. Doris Burke, ESPN NBA analyst, insider. She does it all. Just literally, she's the all the above on our network on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, Doris, I, I wanted to ask you about the, the Lakers head coaching job opportunity. Mm. Um, obviously, look, whenever you have a chance to coach LeBron James, I think it's a special opportunity. There aren't a lot of big names that we would have typically seen uh, maybe five years ago kind of put themselves in this conversation. But if you're having Terry Stotts, Darvin Ham, Kenny Atkinson as the three finalists, who do you think the next Lakers head coach should be and why? Oh, boy, that's a great question. Listen, I'm uh... – uh, I worked, you know, over the years with Terry Stotts. He once on my first NBA game, calling it as an analyst filling in for um, uh, the great Clyde Frazier, uh, gave me every piece of information I needed uh, for my preparation for the Milwaukee Bucks, with, with whom he was an assistant at the time. So I've always appreciated Terry. Obviously did a very solid job. Um, Kenny Atkinson, you know, what he did. Um, building the culture at Brooklyn and winning games and getting into the playoffs with the roster they had at the time is impressive. I just feel like Darvin Ham um, is just so prepared. He has this um, incredible ability to look players in the eye, tell them the truth, and do it in a way that challenges them as opposed to, you know, offending or. I, listen, I am a monster Darvin Ham fan. Um, all three, you can make a case that they're worthy. But what I look at it is some of the success of some of these guys who have gotten jobs young. Um, what Willie Green has done in New Orleans, what Taylor Jenkins did out of the gates at uh, at Memphis. Um, you know, I mean, just look across the board at some of the success of, I thought initially you're sitting there going, well, these guys are too young. And then you watch them work and you see what they do and the command they have of, of the game and, and their ability to relate to today's players. And you just go, Ooh, okay. You know, these guys are more than ready. And I remember Steve Kerr saying that about Willie, Willie Green. He's like, the first question he was asked, he said, I'm just telling you right now, Willie Green is prepared. And my first reaction as it relates to Darvin Ham is that guy is more than prepared. That is Doris Burke, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN NBA analyst extraordinaire, of course. Of course, Doris, great to hear from you as always. All right, Doris, get some Such rest. a pleasure. Guys, thanks for having me. Thanks, uh-huh. Doris. Thank you, Doris. And how, and dare, also you agrees with me how dare you frame me incorrectly to Doris Burke? To Doris yeah. Burke of all people. How no, I did it the way it needed to be done, nice and clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a you hit muck job. it up. Hit and nice. run. You muck it up. Hit and run. 
by the way, that's something we're going to do now, Jay. At some point this week, you're going to rank the all-time NBA dynasties. I want to hear how many there are no, 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 and no, where no, this no. one ranks. See? Yep, you said one of the best. You're right. You'll rank but them, you and said, we'll see if you it's said true. You said they're not one of the best, so it's one your job. One of the best among the dynasties. So, but you said seven dynasties, so you came out with the arbitrary I number I, seven. I, just, I was just, you just doing made that a number rough, up. No, I was doing a rough, quick, you know, quick count. Oh, is this I may you, have missed one or two. Is this you backpedaling? No, you if anything, there might be more. You got to have to be in a dynasty. You got to be three of five. Oh, I think the Spurs had a dynasty, even though they never went back to back. Spurs, Bulls, Celtics, Lakers. And the, yeah, three or five. The, the, the Red Auerbach Celtics, which is actually many dynasties combined. But let's call it one dynasty, 11 championships. I wasn't on. born then. The, the, uh, the Larry Bird Celtics. I right? was born. The uh, Magic Johnson Lakers, Magic Kareem Lakers. Yeah, yeah Kobe. Kobe, Kobe Lakers, because it's really two different little mini dynasties. But I think if you look at Kobe and well, see, Phil. Phil was still there. Yeah, though. Kobe and Phil won five, right? Uh, the Bulls with Jordan and Pippen. You count the Miami Heat? Mm, no, I, mean, I think. We went to the finals think, three years in a I th- row. I think. One, he two is out of three. right. They they won two out of three. He said, but he said three, right? Three, three, out three out of five. Yeah, three. You got to go least, three yeah. out of five, three out of six, four out yeah. of seven. You need something three. like that. You need three. Although they did get three, but it wasn't. Con- it was Dwayne Wade and Pat. Yeah, but Riley. that was a that was a that was, they had a, a, a they had like a, a so gap there though. First one was two thousand six. That's where they got it with D Wade. Then the next came two thousand. All right, I'll say this. You you may have convinced yeah, me six a, years a, later. You may have convinced me along these lines with Lakers. You know, Kobe and Phil. Or with Wade and Pat Riley, it, they're broken up almost into two different pieces. Whereas no, but the Lakers and Kobe and Lakers and Shaq didn't have a six-year hiatus. No, it was but how long was it though? So they, they, they won it in two thousand two. Then they got to the finals again in two thousand four. Lost to Detroit. Then they got to the finals again in 2008. Yeah, that's lost good to enough. the Celtics, no, and then they won it back to back. That's Kobe and Phil the whole time. That counts. That counts. They won five guys. They won five. Five out of seven. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's better than the Warriors so far. Okay. I I didn't say they were the best. All right. And then the Bulls, obviously. Yes. That's two. Then the Red Auerbach Celtics, clearly. Let me ask you a question, though, uh, Max. Yeah. If Kobe Bryant would have never gotten the finals MVP, Mm -hmm. then what? It would have been been less of an accomplished career, right? But Kobe showed up. So Kobe wouldn't have got a Finals MVP. You would have said it was a. <laughs> Key, why even go down this lane? I, I have no idea why I did that. Why would you do that? I don't We're know. trying to go to but break, but he Max, did. But he did win it. Ma- Max, we know. Coming up, are the Browns really a Super Bowl contender? We'll talk about that next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. If Key comes out and dribbles like a two-year-old, I'm going to lose my mind. Because I'm telling you, the first possession, I'm not going hard at Allen. Yeah. I need to see Key go at Bart. Because Key and Bart are the ones that talk the most now. Key should be able to go to work because he? he's going to be guarded by Bart. And when Key scores on Bart, we will talk about that way more than we'll talk about the six buckets that I give anybody. That's all Key's going to talk about. Evan will be like, yeah, Key, it was a great move. We're going to make it into a sports center special. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Key, I hear a lot of stuff about possible suspension for Deshaun Watson. I hear six games, and I hear eight games. I read it. You know, same place everyone's reading it, right? And same places. And you earlier in this show said Deshaun Watson has to get into how many games for the Browns to win the division? Probably 10. 10 games? So that suspension looms large, whether it's six or eight games. Yeah, you figure if he can get in 10 games, they can probably go three and four, four and three Mm -hmm. with Jacoby Brissett at the helm. Somewhere in there. I think they, because Cincinnati won it at 10 and seven. Mm -hmm. And. Pittsburgh got in at nine and seven. It doesn't. It think about it though. That's not a lot. No, not in a seventeen game season. So if they can s- split that in half either way, and he comes back, and he wins ten games, I mean he wins seven games. They're in. So key if if he misses the fir- first eight games, right at Panthers. Jets, Jets win, Steelers, tough, at Falcons, Chargers at home, Pats at home, at Ravens, Bengals. Uh, be close. Be close, Max. He I said think it, three or four wins. It's a very, very tough Dude, division. But if he, even if he misses eight games, they're not going 0-8. Right? I mean, if yeah, he misses Yeah, but they could go 3-5, and five, let's say. Something like that. Yeah, then it just would be tougher. Yeah, They're a better team impossible. than the Panthers. They're a better team than the Jets. They're a better team than the Atlanta Falcons. Know what, though? They, Jet- they're probably a better team than the Steelers. Steelers, yeah. Uh, so, you know, you just start to look at that. It, it, again, Dolphins, they're not going to lose eight games. Steelers yeah. are going to compete like hell. Here's the crazy thing, though. We know the North is very tough. Pittsburgh's going to compete. We know that. It's a Mike Tomlin team. He is congenitally incapable of being under 500 in his career, right? He's going to be no less than 8-1. But what's any different than last season in the beginning of the season in the division? What's any different? Well, the Bengals look on paper to have improved, and they, remember, first time Joe Burrow's healthy, they they go into the Super Bowl, almost win it, one play away. So I'm going to assume that especially they shore up the offensive line, 
they're going to get a little better. doesn't mean they get back to the Super Bowl, but 10 wins might not be a mirage. That might legit be a 10-win team, maybe even a little better. That's one. Ravens were as snake-bit as any team I've seen with injuries last year. If that turns around, they were 8-9, and nine, also respectable. They could easily win 9-10 games, right? And then you're talking about um, who did I miss? And Pittsburgh competes every – it's just a tough, tight division. Yeah, Pittsburgh competed pretty much with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. So we don't know what that is, really. I understand our affection and our love for Lamar Jackson. And they were hurt and they were banged up. That is true. And all those people got to come back healthy and clean. And just, we don't know if they will, mm-hmm. including Lamar. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how Deshaun Watson would do after not playing football for a while, Key. And I, I, mean, I love the fact that he's going to take his whole offense out to is it Hawaii and spend quality time. They get a chance to know. Oh, they're going to Hawaii now? They went to the Bahamas. The Bahamas, Bahamas, sorry. They were in the Bahamas in this the Bahamas, past week. Yeah, past week. I don't know why I said Hawaii. Maybe I'll because you probably read somewhere that they were going to Hawaii later on. Too long you know, flight he's from Cleveland. Might as well go to the Bahamas. And so when you think about it, Jay, he's going to participate in training camp and in preseason games. Mm-hmm. So he won't be uh, missing all of last season and all of this season until he plays. He'll still get some reps in the preseason. Dan Orlovsky with us now. Dan, Key thinks Deshaun Watson has to get into 10 games for the Browns to win the division, mm. to be a legit Super Bowl contender this year, which is interesting to me because you hear six or eight games. So seven would be the over-under, and Key thinks that's actually significant, right? If he gets into – if he if the suspension's eight games, that's trouble. If it's six, they can handle it. Where are you with all that? Yeah, I disagree. I think Deshaun probably needs to play in 14 of those 17 games, um, mainly because the division and then the conference is so strong. I think if he plays in, you know, something like 12 games, that they don't have a shot. The Browns are very good. Last time we watched Deshaun play, he was one of the best quarterbacks in football with the worst running game in the NFL. He now steps into one of the, if not the best running games in the NFL. But we're also talking about a division that has the team that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl last year who only got better, who fixed their real weakness, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. We're talking about a division that has the Baltimore Ravens who won nine games last year with the worst you know, injury luck in the history of the NFL who has a, an MVP at quarterback on their team within their division. So you know, to think that Deshaun can play just 10 games and more than likely have to go 9-1 and one in them to really factor. I just think that's such a burden to, to ask. Very good football team, but I think he needs to play in like 14, 13, 14 games for them to, to win the division. Let me give you a little context. I don't want to put you out there naked and have you out on the limb. You do that enough yourself. They play the Panthers, the Jets, the Steelers, and the Falcons in their first four games. And if you if yeah. you telling me that this football team coming back Minus Baker Mayfield, grit grabbing Amari Cooper, got the running game with a backup quarterback that has won games in this league in Jacoby Brissett, can't somehow go four and three or three and or, or three and four with Deshaun coming back, then I don't I don't know football then, man. So what do you mean? So you're saying he misses the first four weeks or misses the first seven weeks? First seven weeks. First of all, Dan, See, put your clothes on and, and get four. out of that tree. That's the first thing. Yeah. Swinging naked from limbs. That's good for everybody. If, if they go three and four in their first seven, 
Key, we're talking about a division that if you think Baltimore, so if they go three and four, he plays the final 10 games, and then they go, let's say, seven and three in those final 10 games, which would be pretty good for a dude who hasn't played football in 18 months. We're yeah. talking about a team that's going to be 10 and seven. That's not going to win the division. Not, not, that's, what won the divi- that's, that's what won the division last year was 10 and seven. But last year was a very different world. Baker Mayfield did not play well for the Cleveland Browns. The Pittsburgh Steelers had Ben Roethlisberger aged in a depleted roster. The Baltimore Ravens were absolutely decimated. And the Bengals, with Joe Burrow coming off of ACL surgery, really didn't hit their stride till halfway through the season. Completely different division this year. We don't know. We don't know. We all have an a, a, a affinity, a, a fascination with Lamar Jackson. We don't know what Baltimore Ravens is going to be. What about we have the conference no idea. point, Key? I do. What about the conference point that the West is going to be very strong, especially in the AFC, and so you may need to win the division to get to the playoffs out of the North? Yeah, there, there's no question that you may win the division. My whole point on this is I believe – Deshaun can win seven games for the Cleveland Browns, and Jacoby Brissett can win three or four mm. based on the beginning of their schedule. And that might be enough to do it. I Maybe. agree with that, Key. I just don't think 10-7 and seven wins the division. You know what I'm saying? I also think the AFC has a chance to be just as good as the AFC West. Mm. All right, that is Dan Orlovsky, ladies and gentlemen. Just a little taste. Yeah, man, pick up the Monday damn phone. Morning. We call you Dan. wasting our time. He's listening. Service here stinks, man. I'm not as rich as you. It doesn't. Uh, you well, know, that's not what they're telling me. Never mind. It's he's not always accessible. Dan, with Dan, no clothes that's on. what the I'm not hearing. The, you know, I read the newspapers the too. Thank you. <laughs> Coming up, man, go on. Is another Warriors title? Is it just a fait accompli at this point? That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Keyshawn J. Willemax, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yes, we are here live. We are very yes, live. Max. Yes, that is correct, Max. Yes, it is. And we, we have extra alive. content. We so that's what I'm saying, Keith. The dynasties of the dynasty. Golden State exactly. Warriors are I never the best. argued that they are not a dynasty. I, can, I, I wish I, I oh. need to bring out sock puppets. Jeez. Look, <laughs> you need to put a mask on. I'm saying there's probably coffee. been off the t- I, I, I'd say there's been seven dynasties that I can think of in the history of the NBA. And I would say the Warriors are not a top three. Or well, maybe, maybe not they're not top a top three, four. but they're a, one of the greatest dynasties that ever but, faced our eyes. I think we're having a semantics issue here. If you say one of the greatest dynasties, then, I'm, then to me that means you're saying among the dynasties, they rank, let's say, in the top half. And I'm saying they don't. Not yet. But, hey, if they win the championship this year, if they win another one, then you'd be right. Maybe we're in the middle of it. But at this moment, I don't think you can put them ahead of the Celtics that won every championship forever, of the Magic Johnson Lakers, of the Kobe Shaq Lakers, of the Michael Jordan Bulls. That's four right there. You know, even the Duncan many, Spurs got five chips. So uh, how many dynasties do you have? Well, I'm, okay, starting uh, chronologically, the first Celtics won. The Bird Celtics, won. Celtics are in it twice. Are in it twice, right. The Lakers are in it twice. 
So that's three times. The Lakers are in it three times. Where's the, what's the third one? Co- well, if you want to combine Kobe and Phil, I was gonna go Shaq, yeah. Kobe, Kobe, Powell. I would just say Kobe, Phil, right? And that takes care of Powell and Shaq because that gets you to five chips, right? So because we established there's only a four year break between okay. titles. And, okay, mm-hmm. so two for the Lakers, two for the Celtics is four. One for the for the Bulls is five. One for the Spurs is six. One for the Warriors. That's seven. And I, and I could put the That's Warriors right. ahead of the second Celtics. You can't really dynasty. put can't put the Miami Heat in there because it was nah. such a long time between Dwayne and Shaq and and LeBron and Shaq. I mean yeah. LeBron and Dwayne. Or if you did want to put them in there, the Warriors would be ahead yeah, of them and the Larry that, Bird Celtics. They, it wasn't enough players on that team six years later. It was only like yeah. Dwayne Wade and who else? Like Alonzo Mourning or somebody? Yeah, not even yeah. not even uh, Pat Riley because it was Eric Spolstra. Yeah. So I, so I would say that they are one of the legit dynasties that have ever existed in the NBA, and they are better than one, or if you count the Heat as a dynasty, maybe two of them. And they have a bullet, right? They, they're the pointing up. Maybe they pass some more, but at this moment, I don't think you could say they're one of the greatest NBA dynasties. They're a dynasty, and we'll see where they rank. By what, if Steph, what if Steph didn't get the MVP? Would they still be a dynasty and take that away from them too, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm I'm pro Steph. It I'd like to see him like win an MVP a lot in the finals. Like we don't want to see Steph win here. That's not me. Feels like it. Guilty. No. Who said that? Keyshawn J. Will and Max back in ten seconds. Keyshawn J. Will and Max the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Where's my broom at? Where's my broom at? Paulie, can you bring me my broom? It's about to be a sweet, man. <laughs> the dust always hits me in the face. You like to get your nose tickled, huh, Jay? That's weird. No. Well, who uses brooms to tickle's nose? Well, I didn't necessarily... You don't have to use a broom. You can use a feather. You, <laughs> it's, you know, a lot of little things you can do to tickle your nostrils. Don't tickle your nostrils, kids. Choose your own adventure time. Tickle your nostrils. Just Don't do it. your nostrils. You ever had a feather around your nostrils, Jay? No, I have not. Have you, Key? I assume you have. <laughs> Choose your own adventure time at Key, Jay, and Max. You vote. What should we talk about this final segment? About BAM time. BAM out of bio. Jay credits Kyle Lowry's. Uh, return in his play with Bam's aggression and excellent play. 13% of people wa- of respondents want us to talk about that. However, 19% want us to talk about the Lakers' new coach. However, 23% want us to talk about the Josh Donaldson and uh, Anderson, Tim Anderson situation where Donaldson said, hey, Jackie, referring to Tim Anderson as Jackie Robinson because supposedly Tim Anderson once referred to himself that way. 
46% want us to talk about the Warriors and whether or not they're about to sweep. And guys, unless they were to somehow lose a series in which they were up 3-0, which is hard to imagine, 146 and 0 in the history of the NBA. So unless that were to happen, who cares if it's a sweep or a gentleman sweep? This series is over. Yeah, yeah when you, you go when you go 3-0, it's just it's a wrap. That, yeah, yeah, you know you ain't got a fighting chance. You just go out there and get ready for the summer. You feel like if you're Dallas, though, you got to get one. Yeah. It's yeah. hard, though. At 3-0, Jay? That's what I'm saying. Your back is against the wall. You're at home. Get one. Yeah. Let Golden State close it out. I mean, at home. Chase Arena. Like, like defend home court. Yeah. Oh, don't one. let Steph I mean, I know you play, I know you play to the end. That. You got to play to the end with everything and all that. But, like, man, 3-0? It's the end. <laughs> I don't even know what that end, feel like, walking end. in somewhere at 3-0. <laughs> and you know what? The Mavs had two good chances to win. Could be 2-1. Could be 1-2, but it's not. So it, it, it's in that crazy, like a few possessions here or there. It goes from, oh, my God, the, the series is a slaughter. It's a landslide. It goes to that from, oh, this could be anyone's series. Like the Heat and the Celtics You know right what's now. so wild about this, though? Stephen A. had this right at the beginning of the season. What's he that? He said that the, war- the Warriors was going to go to the championship. Mm-hmm. He tried to warn people. Early yeah, in the year. He, he jumped on it, then he jumped off it a couple of times. <laughs> well, he everybody jumped off. jumped off once Steph got hurt and they started losing. I think a lot of people picked the Warriors to get yeah, to the finals this year. On the Warriors, yeah. because, no, a lot of people was a lot of people wasn't on the Warriors at the beginning of the season. Should, like when they I'm talking about like when they really odds. when they in the first several games. He he picked them. I gotta give him a do. I ain't gonna take it from him. No, I hear you. I just a lot of people were picking the Warriors as I recall. But we can well, look at the preseason know. odds. Who was going to win? Hey, who was a lot win of people. A lot of people pick a lot of things, Max. But a lot of people don't get hurt. He got hurt. That's the difference. <laughs> Certainly by Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> Who did you pick in the preseason? I picked the Lakers. Shut up. Well, I mean, a lot of people. That's right. The sexy pick was Nets Lakers, and then people were also saying, "Oh, what about the Warriors? Clay's going to get healthy. Well, we need to see it. This and that. And in the East, Lakers, can the Bucks? But fortunate enough for me, but but I'm that a was California. Pre-season. So I'm still in it. That was preseason. I don't think Stephen A. picked Golden State until we are in the season a little bit more. Hmm. I think it was preseason. So no, I pre-season, said, I said, no, I said season. Okay, yeah, because preseason, all of us were on the Lakers and the Nets. Yeah, that was, no, he he was on the he was on the words of doing the season. Yeah, I took the Lakers because that's what I'm gonna do. But I'm still in it, Jay, because it's a California thing now. Yeah, it I shifts. Get it. I get it. I get it. You say like Max, everybody you know? but the Clippers. Uh, yes. Listen, if the if the Clippers Giants, are really they they belong in Buffalo. If the Giants fall out, I'm not rooting for the Bills because they're from New York State. No, nah, I don't work that way. No. Nah. See, you ain't really then you. No, no, you I'm, I'm New no, York, man. New York City. Yeah, no, well, you're gonna root for you, Sacramento. If Sacramento's in it, you're gonna ride for Sacramento. Yes. I'll tell you one team you're not gonna ride for from 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 L. A. Because it's only one L.A. team. Yeah, you ain't riding for the Clippers. No, because it's only one L.A. team. So the Clippers are playing any other town in the the country doesn't matter. You are rooting against the Clippers, correct? No, I'm not rooting at all. If they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. The interesting. Well, the proper thing is to root against the Clippers if you're a Lakers fan. Come on, no, I'm not going to root against them because they're probably not going to win any damn way. (laughs) You know, beneath your waste of energy. Some things, Jay, you just don't need to waste your energy on, right? It will be interesting to see who they are next year if Kawhi comes back fully healthy. Finally, you want to hear? This is what I want to know, though, from you, Max. Hmm. If Steph Curry doesn't win the MVP, yeah, I already know how you feel about that. Yeah, if Kobe Bryant never won a Finals MVP, because remember there was a time when he wouldn't, he wasn't winning. The finals MVPs. 
Where would he rank with you? Let me tell you why that was so important for him to get MVP. Because every year Shaq won the MVP. Every year Shaq won the MVP in the finals. And the reason people were like, yeah, but was because Kobe was asked by Phil Jackson to make things easier, right? Throw it into the big guy. Shaq was unstoppable. So Kobe deferred somewhat, you know, compared to what he would have liked to do and got the ball to Shaq. And the whole question was, once Shaq left, and remember, won right away with Dwayne Wade in Miami. The question was, can Kobe do it without Shaq? So they got him a great player in Pau Gasol, but clearly... But what if he had won one without Shaq but never won the MVP? If he would have... How? What, Pau Gasol was going to win finals MVP over Kobe? Well, he, he Pau, you act like Pau played garbage or something. No, but... You act like Lamar a, Odom couldn't have all of a sudden did an equal dollar. Are you one. saying that it wasn't important to find Nicky out if, if Kobe could be the man on a championship team without Shaq? Because I'm that's, saying that, it was. That, that's, not, that's not the question. The question is, he wouldn't to have you been, again... Yeah, but he wouldn't have been Kobe. That's the whole I, point. I'm asking Pete. you, how would yes, you have I would, felt? I would, would have, you have put him in the top ten... If he hadn't a finals MVP. That's a good question. Uh, at this point, he'd be, yeah, he'd be top 10, but more vulnerable to be replaced by a guy like Steph or KD if they could win finals MVP and KD away from the Warriors. You know, Steph on the Warriors. If they could do it, then he'd be more vulnerable to be replaced. But the thing is, he, is, he was Kobe Bryant. So when it came down to it, he was finals MVP once Shaq wasn't there. He did show all that. He proved all that. That's why that stuff is important. It wasn't Jay, a, do you want to? I got, I got nothing left. I'm exhausted. <laughs> you don't I'm think ex- it's important to do that? No. Yeah, to be not. finals MVP is not an important thing? I, I think it's a, it's a great. So Iguodala cap, got finals MVP, Max. Career. So, so Iguodala got MVP well, you know in the really finals. Meant. Is he a boy? He You know what that really meant? What that really meant was LeBron was obviously the MVP of that finals, but his team lost, so they wouldn't give it to him. But clearly he was the MVP. He went six games without Kyrie or Second Kevin Love. Second player to ever play the game of basketball. Doesn't no doubt. diminish everybody else on the court. Well, we're talking about top ten here. You're the yeah. one putting Steph in the top ten all time. I said, no, I'm not. I said Steph will end his career in the top ten. Right. But I also Once he at, wins finals the, MVP, I also right? look at a player that you send me commentary on every day that why MJ is the greatest over LeBron, which means that you acknowledge LeBron at least being second. No He's doubt. playing second against the second yeah. greatest player in the history of basketball. Yeah. So there are slots above the second well, greatest player. about when KD was on his team and was winning finals MVP on the same team? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.